Okay, so welcome to another podcast episode. I'm joined today by Travis Fox. Travis, would you like to introduce yourself? Hi, I'm Travis Fox. <laughs> uh, yeah, uh, at the risk of sounding shamelessly self-promoting, um, I can, you know, uh, but the simplest thing is I'm the creator and founder of the Architects of Being Online Training Academy, and we're entering our 30th year this year, and so it's an anniversary year for me. Um, mm-hmm. um, you know, I, I'm not real big on talking about myself because I find it shamelessly promoting, but you know, I've done a few things, won a couple of gold statues, got a couple letters before and after my name and okay, great. Now what, what does that have to do with your listener? Nothing. It just means I've screwed up every way possible, built a system that actually works. <laughs> I think that's the safest way to get to it. <laughs> so you're telling me that you've got a, a PhD in hypnotherapy, is it? I have a PhD in psychology and I have a doctorate in clinical hypnotherapy. I, yeah, I have two. Excellent. But, I gave them both back at the age of 35 and said, what does that have to do with Travis? Mm-hmm. And so I think that uh, what is a great impetus for a lot of people to ask themselves are who are, you know, it's not a new, not a new line by any stretch, but who are you without the story? You know, mm-hmm. I, I realized that, you know, being Dr. Fox was much more of what I thought it was supposed to look like and what they told me I was supposed to act like and how it's supposed to look with the, you know, the perfect wife, the blonde wife, the kids, the, you know, the houses, the cars, the RVs, the jets, everything was supposed to look successful. Yet on the inside, something just didn't feel right, didn't feel quite aligned, didn't feel on, didn't feel on point, whatever. Um, and it wasn't that there was inauthenticity, there just wasn't freedom. There was freedom uh, created by what an image was supposed to look like. And I think a lot of us are guilty of that. And I don't mean guilty in a negative way, just we're programmed that this is what it's supposed to look like. Like, hey, Mark, this is what your, your podcast is supposed to look like. Well, according to who? Now, if it doesn't agree with you, then who gives a flip? And so for me, I started looking at, well, being Dr. Fox was great. It was awesome. It got me great dinner reservations. Everybody thought I was, you know, this, that, and a bag of chips. <laughs> However, it had nothing to do with, you know, Travis's own journey. And what is, you know, what is the academy going to look like? And what did I want people to experience and learn when they came through the academy? And where was that going to take them? And so when I realized um, at a deeper level that Travis was enough, that the letters before and my after my name were only a process. They're only a process of architecture, but it lacked the one thing that I think all of us really want, which was heart. And I don't mean heart like kumbaya, like that's great. Let's dance around a fire naked. All of that's fun. And I've done that too. That's not what I mean. What I mean is it really lacked the passion and purpose uh, and point of what, what's, what are you doing this for? What is the journey? Would you do it if you weren't paid to do it? Would you do it if no one showed up? Um, and when I finally realized that, you know, yeah, I would. And I wasn't doing it because people go, well, that, that's Dr. Fox. He's so-and-so. And I'm like, how about I'm just Travis and that's it. And from that, it changed the Academy's direction. Um, and from since then, we really changed how we were. We're much more an educational platform. I'm, you know, I was one of those guys too. I was trained to, you know, stand on the stage and say, Mark, you know, you want to change your life? Come buy my crap at the back of the room, knowing that 80% of you would never open anything. Yeah. And I just couldn't live with it anymore. I couldn't be that, that guy. I'm not saying that's bad. There's a lot of good information out there. I just couldn't be that guy. I really love teaching not teaching that I have all the answers because I don't, I'm really crystal clear. I mean, I've got thousands of students around the world in the academy, all my teachers and the architect advisors. I, we always say the same thing. We don't have any answers for you. I do not have an answer for you. Anybody who tell you has an answer for you is usually selling you something or full of crap. Mm-hmm. We don't, um, I don't have any answers, but I have a really good system that's designed 
structurally, clinically, and uh, so you can apply it and experience it so you can come to your own answers. Because I think that's where the wealth of us really lives, is the being able to ability to extract our own truth, what we really want, and, the, and you know, to quote Scott Peck's famous book, The Road Less Traveled, um, because we've all traveled the road that everyone's already traveled, we find it generally, not always, but generally we find that mediocre, less than, very flat line, just kind of passing through life. And I think that's a, that's a horrible tragedy. I know I did it when I was in my 20s. I just kind of was on autopilot, you know, driving around doing things that's, you know, doing things that I was supposed to do. I was speaking engagements. I was on the road all the time, you know, flying first class and being picked up in cars and all of a sudden, all of a sudden you think you've made it. And then one day you just stand there on the stage and look around and you go, what have I made? Mm-hmm. If, if I died tomorrow, would anybody give a crap? And then I really asked that question. I was like, I don't think they would. I don't think I'm making the impact and not that I you know, need to make an impact, but I'm not making the impact for myself. I wasn't you know, leaving it all on the stage. And so the Academy has changed to its true calling in my, in my humble opinion. It's now a true educational platform, you know, where we really teach it. You understand it. It gets in your DNA. And then you take that and the wealth of you shows up. It's not follow Travis Fox and, you know, come and, you know, sing Kumbaya and, you know, do these these feats you know like you know walking across this or screaming that those are all good visceral experiences but does it really create change uh i'm a firm believer that change only comes at the being level it doesn't come at the mind level i know i've been mind expert and guess what nobody's an expert i discovered that you can mentally masturbate all you want that's great knock yourself out but real change doesn't come until you get at the being level. And the question is, do you know how to get to the being level? And I find that most don't, most don't teach from that space. And I know that's scary at times because there's stuff down there that we don't want to talk about at cocktail parties that we've hypnotized ourselves to believe that we've gotten over or the time has healed that wound or, you know, that we don't want to go back and look at yada, yada, yada. Yet, ironically, as our, our anatomy would have it, they're still running around. They're still going on autopilot. It is the way the you know, the the autonomy uh, the uh, anatomy of how our mind is built. All of us that it's still the undercurrent. It is the undercurrent message that we create. It's not the intention. It's not well. Doggone it! I've got a positive mental attitude. And I'm working on my mindset. Oh, that's a part of it. But if it's not an inside-out job, it's again you're mentally masturbating. And if you don't believe me, just look at your own patterns and then ask yourself. Yeah, I did it again. Okay, great. What'd that do for you? It keeps you in the distraction of going down to the beam. And when you, when you start to understand that you're the architect, then you understand what architects of being is about. Architects is understanding that you are the architect of your life. You are the architect of your lifestyle. However, if you don't understand the process of arriving at your true compass north and understand how to create and use that, you know, that thing above your shoulders called your head or your mind as the transmitter receiver that it's really designed to be, well, like me, then you you become, you know, at least like I was, you'll be subject to the whims of a mad mind, your own. So is it more a spiritual kind of message that you give, or is it more about kind of inner child work? What, what's the... Yeah, those are all paths, like inner child work and, you know, regressive therapies. And I think those are great, but, I, you know, I, I don't teach that. I mean, I, they're, they're in there, but de facto, but they're not in there. I find those to be more kumbaya experiences, and I don't lessen my fellow practitioners who've done the work. I just find them very singular oriented, and they all make the assumption that that is the arrival point. Mm-hmm. Um, my response is, you are a multi-layered being. Now, there's a single source origin. You can call that your spirit. You can call that 
you know, Jesus, Allah, Yahweh, your soul, your chi, you know, your universal, I don't care, call what you want. We call it architect for simplicity. Um, everything else is going to be a pathway of arrival. Now they're all have value. The question is, is it arriving at the place where you truly understand to create from within? Does it have a spiritual overtone? Yes. Religious? No. In fact, I'll, I'll confront that most often religion has been one of the great inhibitors and causes of people's psychological prisons of all time. I know I've been a part of it. I've studied all the major theologies as well. I've been around the world, sat with great masters. And the only truth I've discovered, I share it here with you and your listeners, is there's only one noble truth that we're all going to agree on, and that is no one gets off this planet alive, period. Mm -hmm. How you arrive there, well, that's a different story. And there's no right or wrong. It's just, is that the path you choose to travel? Because if you're not getting off this planet alive, then you come to the ultimate conclusion, which is then life without fully living is the ultimate undoable regret, regardless of your, you know, your ideology of religion. Even if you're a Buddhist and you say, I'm going to come back for reincarnation. Yeah, but you might come back as a donkey's butt. So there's no guarantee you're coming back as you. So to sit there and make that assumption is extraordinarily difficult to live up to in alignment. So our system is clinical. It is actual clinical science. Hey, this is what's actually happening. This is how your, the, your mind works. Here's rules of the conscious. Here's rules of the subconscious. Here's the shadow subconscious. Here's the emotional driver. Here's your adaptive response, your internal state. How do your personality parts work integratedly level? What's a belief structure? What's my highest value value? How do I create a belief? What's the emotional thing that's way down there in the bottom that I want to talk about called a master guardian? And we teach you clinically how it works for you. This is not therapy. You don't sit there and talk to me for 55 minutes. I'm not that interested and I'm not that interesting. So talking to me is a waste of time. It's talking to yourself. Again, from an educational perspective, if we look going on back, everyone's back to middle school and to high school and even somewhat university, we teach everything but self-awareness, self-directedness. How do I get myself out of my own way? Where did I adopt these belief structures? Why do I believe what do I believe? Do I really believe what I believe? Or I just believe it because mom and dad told me so and my brain's so programmed that I go, okay, because it is truly a supercomputer that's above our shoulders. However, it also has a sense of self-awareness, sense being the operative word. It is an illusion. We all know that cognitively, but we still perpetuate it upon ourselves. And then you get to ask yourself this really, really cool question. You know, am I a masochist at heart? Do I really enjoy kicking my own butt? I know when I was in my young, late 20s, oh, I, I loved kicking Travis's butt. I could judge myself in every way, single possible, put myself in every single prison, judge whether I was that. Was that speaking engagement right? Was that presentation done right? Did I say this? Was the lights right? I mean, I could find all kinds of critical stuff. And I kept asking myself, what was the bigger journey of it? And I realized, you know, coming down to some awareness of timeout, um, you're trying to fit into a box. The question is, whose box? And if it's not your own, then again, we're back to the programming. And if we don't know how to, you know, I hate to use this term, but deprogram ourselves for lack of definition, how do you really arrive at what your soul's journey is? And I can, I'm not here to tell you what your religious structure is. I'm not that smart. I don't like playing that game with people. I'm like, you choose your journey. I'll give you the architectural blueprint and you can follow that blueprint, but you're the builder. You build it any way you want. That's the whole power of our, our academy. It's not no different than the university that you and I went to, Mark. Okay. Okay. You're going to take two years of crap. You don't give a shit about <laughs> yeah. why? Because Mark, well, we need you to be a well-rounded person. I don't want to meet Mark as a well-rounded person. <laughs> I don't give a crap that you're well-rounded. That means you don't know diddly squat. You're just rolling around in a circle. Like we all do mentally masturbating, thinking we sound intelligent, but never really hitting the authenticity of ourselves until we get to a mastership level. And I'm not talking about master as a know-it-all 
mastership, you know, as, as my mentor taught me and said, hey, look, the master's path is when you understand where you serve because you're not getting off the planet alive. Now, when you think about that, then you get to ask yourself this powerful question. Of course, during this whole C-19 thing on a global scale, all of us get to really ask, well, what am I really interested in? You know, do I want to get back up and get on the freeway for three and a half hours every day and, you know, bitch and moan and complain so I can go to a job that I never really like because I feel safe? Okay, well, that's a choice. You should just get to own it now. Before, you did it because you had to, quote, unquote. Now, you're choosing to do it. So, for you to ever complain about it then becomes oxymoronic. You're the one choosing it. You are the architect. So, what the Architects Academy has sought and has been very successful at and is ironically been growing strangely during this time, which I found fascinating, um, is growing to the space of you're the architect. You can architect any life and any lifestyle you want now more than ever. You can have anything you want. I don't care what country you're in. You can have whatever you want. But the question is, do you know what the hell you really want? Or do you think you know what you want? Mm -hmm. Example, I think all of us change. And I know I was super guilty of it. You know, have the cars, have the houses and the things and on the, the social media. Look at this, this and that. And look how great I am. Please tell every, everybody, please tell me how successful I am because deep down in places I don't want to talk about, I still feel like I'm not good enough. I'm still trying to live up to this image and there's always some other level I've got to achieve. Now it's not billionaire. Now it's trillionaire. Thank you. You know, Jeff Bezos. Okay. What happens if you're a quad, quadrillionaire? Okay. <laughs> Newsflash family. Steve Jobs did it and he's dead. He's still dead and still broke. Right. And how quickly people forget and they move on. Will he be going down in history in the end? You know, the uh, the uh, the history of uh, human history of one of the archetypes of change. Yes. However, did did he sacrifice his life for that or was that his purpose? Only Steve Jobs knows that. But it validates the point. Even Mr. Bezos, who's done an amazing thing, will be the first trillionaire in human history. Awesome. Still going to leave the planet broken dead. Right. Mm -hmm. Still going to leave it behind. So when you start asking yourself, is that Bezos playing the game he wants to play? Probably because that's the game he wants to play. But backpedal something. Is that the game you really want to play? Most people don't want to be trillionaires. Most people don't even want to be billionaires. They love the fantasy of it because billionaire sounds cool and I can be on yachts and I have, you know, girls with are barely wearing bikinis or guys that are they're fully muscly built and all this fantasy crap that we see. But deep down inside in places, we don't want to talk about at cocktail parties. If you've ever been around someone who has taken their last breath, and I've had the honor of that many, many times over, including some very you know, close family members, none of them gave a crap about any of that. It was always the same three things. It was, I wish I had traveled more. I wish I had, you know, done the things that I really wanted to do. And I wish I'd spent more time with the people that I really love, starting with myself. It's always those three. So if we know that, why wait to the end when regret is undoable? Because death is imminent and death is unforgiving and death is permanent, at least in this spacesuit, meaning Travis or Mark or whoever's listening. So then you get to ask yourself, if I get the architect of my life and I was to architect the journey of my life, what is the chapters and stories? What's the next thing I want to experience? And then give yourself permission to experience it. And that's where the academy comes in. That moment right there where you give yourself permission because everything about you is going to object. Your mind's going to give you all the reasons you can't do it. Not money and time and bills and kids and marriage. All this crap. None of it's real. But we are so good at hypnotizing ourselves. And if you don't know how hypnosis actually works, not the crap you see on television or movies. I know I'm in film and television have been all my life. If you actually see it, you go, Crap, the best hypnotist in the room is me. The funny thing is, I'm the one getting hypnotized and I'm doing it to myself. And I go, yeah, it's called mental masturbation. You are actually mind foxing yourself 
into believing things you know downside are not true for you, but you do it anyways. And you get to ask yourself, why am I doing that? And so the architectural structure walks you through um, the experience. And we teach, um, I think radically different, we teach experiential. So that's called jump training. You jump right in because we jump in the pool, we jump in the shower, we jump in conversation, we jump on a podcast. How come we don't just jump right into our life? Bang, time is the essence. Then we teach uh, the next level is called architects and training, which is the next four modules of how do I learn how that experience of jumping in just worked. How did it actually work so I can see it? Here I experience it, here I understand it. And then you go to architect mastery, which is the process, which is really understand the process. What is architectural code? How do we store memories? What do those programs actually look like? And they're not, hey, you know, Mark, remember that time we were out on the beach and you saw those clouds and that seal went by? Because that's how our brain regurgitates the story, but that's not how it's coded. In our, actual, in our actual subconscious sequence, and it looks like hieroglyphics. And so when you see the code sequence, no different than a DNA strand, when you start changing the architectural code of yourself, you change instantly. We're fantastic changing beings. We truly are great creators, but we spend most of our time creating what we don't want versus what we really want. Because if we have to admit what we really want, well, that brings up a bunch of other things like judgment and fear and rejection and abandonment and the road less traveled, and yet, if you go back to it in very simple loops, the deepest place where people really want to go is those places. That's the stories we tell. That's the ones that go, hey, Mark, you're never going to believe this, bro. I went on this thing and it was unbelievable and all this stuff, magical stuff happened. It's not, hey, by the way, I made 4,000% on my stock investment. <laughs> I'm like, well, that's great. Good for you. What are you going to do with that money? Well, you know, I'm going to invest in a 401k. Okay, so Again, nothing's wrong with that. It's just like, is that really the essence of who you are? Or is that a story? And is that the story you want in your life? Is that this true architectural journey of who you want? If it is, awesome. Then own it. Own it from a perspective of peace, happiness, and joy. Stop complaining. If it's not, then change it. And if you don't know how to change, our entire endeavor has been for the last 30 years and has continued to do that and will be until the day I leave the planet and beyond that the academy will give you a step-by-step -step system for you to architecturally blueprint what you want. Is it gonna go perfectly the way you want it? No. Is it gonna look the way you think it will? No, but will it feel the way you wanna feel? Yes, every single time. And more often than not, God, the universe, Jesus, Allah, Yahweh, you know, Krishna, in a Ganesh, whatever you believe, right? However you believe in that deity structure will generally show up far larger, far more impressive, far more interesting than our brain ever thought it could look. And then there's that beautiful space of the adventure of it all. And we sometimes forget that life is a journey. Life is a freaking amazing journey and it goes by bloody fast, man. So jump on the train, enjoy the ride and stop you know, controlling everything because the only thing you really control is choice. And if you don't know the difference between choice and decision, well, come to the academy. We'll show you. There's a massive difference between a decision and a choice. So, yeah, that's kind of my answer to that. Long-windedly, thanks. <laughs> <laughs> Took you on a journey there, mate. <laughs> so the only thing that you can control is choice. Yeah, mostly. That's the only thing that you truly own 100% choice. Decision is an automated process. So by choice, do you mean how you choose to react to things or? Choose to react, choose to choose, choose to not. You know, everything's choice, right? Um, if you're aware of choice. However, myself as well. When I was Dr. Fox, you know, I'm, I'm going through the automation process of what I'm supposed to do to give you the, the, the next question so that you can come to this right. But that doesn't mean that's a choice. It just means I'm on autopilot. You know, mm -hmm. for example, you know, everything we do, I shouldn't say everything. 
a lot of what we do is autopilot. You know, you get in the car, you go through this very complex process of starting your car. You don't think about it, but when you're doing it, you're having a conversation with your mate or your significant other, the kids in the back, you're doing all these other things, but you're going through this very complex system and organized experience, excuse me, to start the car and then to drive it. And even when you're driving, you know, there's that old famous saying where you have road hypnosis, where you're just kind of this lost, you know, you're off in another world with your head, but you're still driving the car. It's a very complex action to do, judging speed, distance, depth, time, turn sequence, all these other car driver things, all kinds of crap going on, which shows the value of how impressive our brain actually is through our sensory systems, what we can actually absorb. However, with all systems, there's always a weakness. And I say weakness, not from bad, but a weakness from awareness that yes, I can essentially perceive multiple things on multiple frames. However, the conscious part in and of itself is really a one thought per second based model. So if I'm one second thought focused on blank, well, what if I'm being hit with five thoughts simultaneously? Well, that means four of them slip by in some form or another and get into the subconscious. And well, the subconscious being this unprotected big computer, the super master creator thing called a servo mechanism, it becomes real. And we don't think of things like, hey, when we we're kids, you know, you hear comments like, well, you know, Mark, Mark's a good student, but he's not living up to his potential. And that sounds with a positive intention of the teacher telling your parent, telling your parents, well, Mark's a good student, but he's not living up to his potential. The intention's noble, but the belief structure says not good enough. Mm -hmm. And that's what little Mark hears. Little Mark, not paying attention to that, it gets reinforced by mom and dad. Hey, you're not living up to your potential. You're getting B's and A's. You should have all straight A's. And it becomes all of a sudden, I'm never good enough. Well, that doesn't sound like a big deal when you're 12. Well, when you're 24, 34, 44, 54, that pattern still plays out. And you're constantly never good enough. It'll challenge your personal relationships. It'll challenge your relationship with your kids and that perpetuating that myth. It'll perpetuate your work. And more so, it'll perpetuate you that you've never, ever been good enough. And good enough for what? What potential was your teacher talking about? Straight A's? I can tell you point blank. I was that kid because I'm kind of, I live on the Asperger's uh, uh, spectrum myself. I, I mean, I have an autistic son. So I'm a little bit of that myself. I'm a little bit wacky and OCD. I'm that kid that got straight A's every single time and got straight U's in conduct. And it wasn't because I was a bad kid. I was just bloody bored. I was like, this shit's easy. Okay. You guys taught me this fourth grade, fifth grade, sixth grade. It's the same crap with one or two things added, commonly called learning by rote. But that's not learning. That's regurgitating stuff so I could get an attaboy and atta girl and not get grounded, not have to do yard work. And so my mom and dad said, it's great. And my parents were at least astute enough to go, well, give him more work. And of course, the school said, well, then he'll get ahead of the class. So again, that's not educating. That's conformity. That means every kid has to fit in the same freaking box, but every kid doesn't. There's smarter kids. There's kids that choose not to be in education from the linear perspective. These amazing artists or musicians or dancers, are they any less talented and the design of education? Do they need to be ramrodded down these other courses that they don't need? That's not education. It's a system that says, you guys have to learn all this crap so you're well-rounded. And we have, now we have a well-rounded society. And guess what? Everybody's walking around going, hey, Mark, um, I don't know what I'm passionate about. <laughs> Why? Because it was beaten out of you as a bloody kid because you had to turn and not be passionate about learning anthropology that you didn't give a crap about because you had to do a general educational credit to get to the stuff that you really wanted to learn. And by the time you got the stuff you really want to learn, you were burnt out. You didn't give a crap. 
No different than any medical doctor, any, any psychologist. I mean, yes, their passion's there, but by the time they get there, the time they get there, they're smoked. Or worse yet, they're so in debt to get educated, they're disenchanted. Mm-hmm. We don't let them practice. Then we say, by the way, you're board certified medical doctor. You can go out there marking. You can be a doctor, but you're $250,000 in debt. And if you do anything we don't want you to do as an administrator, who is a, not a doctor, by the way, we're going to sue your ass. <laughs> Great. Let me think. No. And we wonder why our medical world has been obliterated, right? These are people that are passionate about helping people. And we beat the piss out of them saying, you can't be passionate about that. You have to do all these rules and regulations, whatnot. Well, the word doctor, the, the etymology of the word comes from a Latin derivative, which means teacher. Teacher. Mm-hmm. Let them teach. We let people have tenure in university who shouldn't be teaching because they gave up long ago. Tenure is the worst thing that ever happened to the educational system, in my opinion. Keep teachers passionate. Let them teach, but not policy, not politics. Teach education. Hey, here's a great concept. What if we taught Mark's children how to understand the difference between what's going on in their brain and all the crap we think about ourselves and what's going on in their guts, their instinct, the beautiful natural being that's there, which, by the way, is what came into this planet and which is going to leave this planet. Whatever you call that's up to you, but it's still there. Deal with it, right? If we can't educate people to deal with themselves, then who's going to deal with them? Yeah. Right? We, yeah. we defund the police. So the police aren't going to do it, at least in the United States. Oh, we're going to leave it to the politicians. But they were taught under the same educational system that we were. So that doesn't make sense. So how do we create evolutionary change? We have to change the educational platform. So the Architects of Being um, Academy is interactive. It's in your DNA. It isn't about learning and getting a, a gold star. Because, Yay, Mark, you completed your module. You get a gold star. Yeah, you get your certificate, but that's not what you get. The wealth of you is what shows up. And that can't be taken from you because you can always adjust your true compass north. And the only person that can really do that is you. But if you don't know how to do that, then again, you're subject to the, the insanity of our own minds, which, by the way, are programmed by other insane people. Mm-hmm. When we're younger, right? Because they were programmed the same way. And now we perpetuate this myth and we wonder why we keep doing the same crap over and over again. And we hear that age old adage, you know, history repeats itself. It only repeats itself if you create it. <laughs> what, what if we did something different? So the old, the old thought process becomes, well, yes, it has a spiritual componency only from the perspective that you're not getting off this planet alive. Beyond that, I am not educated enough, nor intelligent, nor enough, and, and nor blind or arrogant enough to sit there and tell you what to believe. All I can tell you is that you came from somewhere, you became Mark, and you didn't even choose your name. Your parents gave it to you. Same with me. We didn't even choose that. Right. That was given to us. And we went, OK, I guess I'll call myself Travis. Yeah. <laughs> right? And you're going to leave somewhere. Whatever you call that is fine with me. The physical body in and of itself, what we call the space suit that allows you to breathe in this atmosphere we call Earth, allows you to experience things sensually here in this thing. Earth stays here on Earth. OK, whatever you call that, that that being inside, we call that the architect for simplicity. Whatever you call that is up to you. I'm not here to tell you that. I'm not that guy. That would be a cult. I'm not interested in the cult. And I'm not interested in you following Travis Fox. Believe me, I'm just as screwed up as you are. I just know I am. And I know how to unwind that. That's the only difference between myself and other people. Am I perfected? Nope. Do I have the answers? Nope. Will I profess to? Clearly not. 
but I do have a system that'll help you arrive at your answers. I can give you the architectural blueprint that's worked thousands and thousands and thousands and thousands and thousands of times around the world, different languages, male, female, tall, short, rich, poor, CEO, housewife, house husband, gay, straight, doesn't matter. Those are all stories. The architecture is the same. And once you understand the architecture, you're the builder. You can build whatever you want. Now we get into freedom. Now we get into creativity. Now we get into people becoming and being who they really are, not who they were told or think they have to be. That's interesting. Mm -hmm. What does that model look like? Last I checked, human history really hasn't really given itself permission yet. Maybe we're on the verge of that to really do that, at least on a global scale. That's our mission. Excellent. So does your program cover, does it, do you have hypnosis or do you teach self-hypnosis? Is there any kind of element of that on it? The reverse. Uh, I teach you how hypnosis works in reverse, meaning that, yes, um, uh, I show you that there is no such thing as external hypnosis. There's just you hypnotizing yourself. Mm -hmm. Let me show you how that, how the clinical definition of hypnosis works, the brainwave sequences, the levels that it occurs on, how you're doing it to yourself, because the only way for hypnosis to work on someone is if someone agrees to it, period. Mm -hmm. I know I've done it on stages in front of thousands and millions of people. And guess what? The joke was I never hypnotized anybody. They hypnotized themselves. They were already hypnotized long before I even showed up. That was the yeah. joke, right? <laughs> the funny thing was the joke was on me because I actually believed that crap. I was like, wait a minute. I'm actually hypnotizing somebody because I'm the great Travis Fox. And I'm like, bullshit. They were already under long before I ever showed up. There was this subconscious agreement that was going on that I didn't want to acknowledge because it offended my delicate ego that people might find out that I wasn't really hypnotizing anybody. Joke's on me. Because mm -hmm. they knew they were hypnotized. They were doing it themselves and they chose it. But what they didn't really understand was how are they doing it themselves on a daily operational level? Doing it on a stage or doing it in a presentation or a demonstration or a corporate culturizing, that's one thing because it's all kind of this predispositional structure. But how do we hypnotize ourselves on a day-to-day -day basis? Well, that's when I had what I call my great awakening. Now, am I going to tell you that I'm fully enlightened? No, I don't. I got a long way to go myself. The difference is I became aware of, wait a minute, um, how do you do that on a daily level? How do you do it when you get up every day and you know go to a job that you don't like or participate in a relationship that you know that your mind's somewhere else or that your partner and you aren't connecting anymore or that you're not even having communication or you know living in a, in a location in an environment that you don't want to live in? There's things you want to explore and do that you never thought you'd want to do, but they come up for you and you choose you talk yourself out of it. My my favorite one is um, is self investment. Right. And Will, if you came to me, Mark, and said, Travis, I got this great stock investment. You're going to make X amount of dollars or I'm going to put you in, in e-com or I'm going to put you in you know, an online funnel or whatever crap I give you. If it has the illusion of money on the back end, nine times out of 10, I can get you to jump. I can get you to go right into it because there's something you think money's going to do for you. And then, OK, I get that from a certain point of view. But if I ask you, hey, Mark, here's the deal. I want you to invest $2,000 in yourself so that you can have a set of skills that will go for you for the rest of your life and anywhere you want to go and truly be able to architect the life you want. The people object like you actually kick their dog in the crotch. <laughs> they freak out. Well, yeah, yeah, I got the bills to pay and I got to talk to my significant other and I've done these programs before and blah, 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 blah. And I'm like, what does that have to do with investing in you? That means somewhere deep down inside in places we don't really want to talk about, again, 
we're too afraid to invest in ourselves because we might let ourselves down because we've done it in the past. We went to an experience, we went to a weekend, we walked across fire, we, you know, we ate glass, whatever crap you did viscerally. And yeah, we got this big adrenaline push. But then Monday morning when we went back into our normal environment, it was the same old crap, which gets me back to the same comment. Those are great experiences and I get it, right? I understand those experiences and they're a stepstone. But then you start to understand, well, what am I, what am I changing? Nothing, you're just having an experience. So let's talk about real change. Well, when we talk about real change, then we run into the famous fear, right? Oh, oh my God, you know, Mark, you know, I, I want things to change, but you know, I want it to be easy. Okay. <laughs> well, has life been easy here to four? I mean, that's the dumbest thing in the world. That right there shows how powerful we are at hypnotizing, convincing, manipulating ourselves into doing, experiencing, and becoming that which we know we really want to be and are on the inside, but refuse to invest in ourselves. But we'll go invest in, in, in other people. Mm -hmm. I, I'll write you a $30,000 check so you can tell me how to jump up and down with 10,000 other people and you know do this experience and scream and yell and lights and the big old show. I'll do that, but I won't invest in myself. Mm -hmm. So what you're really telling me is that um, if you won't invest in you, why should anybody else? But then I get upset that no one wants to go in my startup or my venture or my funnel or my network marketing or my affiliate marketing or whatever the hell you're doing. Duh. That's because the unconscious that you're sending to people is I'm not a worthy investment. Okay, you win. The question is, do you want to keep that? And if the answer is no, then you get to make a choice or you can keep making the same decision that you've made in the past making that the past is current because to your brain at a subconscious level, the past, the current moment and the future are one. They are not delineated. It's just time. But to the conscious mind, which likes to segregate and compartmentalize, oh, that's the past. Hmm. And yet the past is still in the present. So therefore it can't be the past. It's right now. Because that's the difference between start understanding between choice and, and decisions. And so I invite people like, well, if you won't invest in you. Why should anyone else? And you know that somewhere. Oh, well, Travis, I don't have the money or I'm not good with people. Those are, that's all BS, fam. That's all BS. Because you know how you become good with people? Become good with yourself. You know how you become a, a great salesperson? Sell yourself the truth. Stop selling yourself BS. That's how you become a salesperson. Now it goes from sales to inviting. Um, I'm not good at network marketing. Yeah, you are. You tell people every day about the great restaurants and the movies and all the other crap you go to. That's network marketing. The difference is you're just not getting paid for it. It means you have a money guardian. You put money and assign value to it. That if I say, Mark, I want you to invest in this thing, it's going to help us grow together. And you're going to make a couple of bucks and we're going to grow and we're going to do all these things together. You, you all of a sudden it turns about money. It's not about money. It's still the same invitation. The only difference is the restaurant and the movie you recommended don't pay you. So paying becomes, again, a self-worth issue. Am I worthy to invite Mark to come aboard and join me in something as an example, right? And I've, I've seen this go time and time and time and time again. And I keep asking the same question. When, oh, when will you truly invest in you? So Architects Academy does two models at the exact same time. It teaches you to architect your life from the architectural blueprint. And then you're the builder. You build it any way you want. But I'll tell you architect your lifestyle. So as you're architecting that life, you're also becoming very powerful from the perspective that it's part of who you are, the messenger that you are, the author that you are, the brand uh, igniter that you are, the podcaster that you are, the speaker that you are, the coach, the life architect that you are, shows up. 
because that's the part of you that really has been desperate to try to get out. And we've been holding ourselves back again. Now we're back to self-hypnosis again. I keep holding myself into this prison, even though I'm the one holding the key, I keep creating a blind spot that I can't find the key. Mm -hmm. Boy, we're so good. at. I'm like, you don't need me to hypnotize you. You need to learn how you're hypnotizing yourself so you can wake yourself up because you're with you 24 hours a day. I mean, the single longest relationship you're ever going to have in this life is with you. Learn to hang out with you. Learn to understand how you work. Change who you are. Become whatever it is you want to become because when it's all said and done, boys and girls, you're going to leave the space suit behind. I don't care how rich you are. I don't care how powerful you think you are, how smart you think you are, how sexy you are. You're leaving it behind. So let's leave it all behind, but leave it from the behind that you actually experienced everything you wanted to experience before you go back to great architect, whatever, again, whatever you call great architects up to you. Why not? And then you can ask yourself, what are you really afraid of? People might find out that you don't want to live in the same house for 40 years. People might find out that you don't like the job that you're in and you want to change your life. People might find out you decide, you know what? I've gone as far as I can go with my partner. I love my partner, but I want to go change something. Or maybe I just want to go roam the world with a backpack and see what the hell happens. And that's okay too. What's not okay is you keep telling yourselves all the reasons that it's not. Mm -hmm. Then you can ask yourself, where does that come from? Absolutely. Excellent. So how can people get in touch with you? Uh, at the risk of shamelessly promoting. <laughs> Thank you for the softball there, Mark. Uh, obviously on social media, you can across the board. It's Travis Fox 360, Instagram, Facebook, Twitter. It's all Travis Fox 360. If you guys want to experience the Academy uh, and you want to experience what it's like for real, I'm a firm believer that, you know, before you invest in, in me, I want you to feel the visceral experience. You go to architecting360.com. You can uh, go to the first three days of the jump experience inside the Academy. You get access to all the other architects around the world. We have our own ecosystem, chats, one-to-one -one architect advisors. Plus, you get all the, the other programs. There's a bunch of other great trainings that are, you have available, limited, uh, unlimited to you, unlimited use, especially during C19. So you get to use these programs and understand how they work. But come experience it. And once you experience it, it is my deep, uh, my deep fantasy that you'll go, there's something different about this. And I'll go, yep, there is. The question is, are you willing to go invite that difference in? And then become a part of the architect's community and then start architecting your life and lifestyle that you really want, really want. And understanding that time, you don't have time. That's an illusion. The illusion is you have time, right? And ask, ask the people that have left the planet this year alone just from C19, not including all the other people that have left the planet. I bet you they didn't wake up that day knowing that that was their last day. Some do, most don't. So let's start approaching life from a voracious appetite of uh, this... Uh, uh, pleasure, pleasure sequencing. And I mean, I'm not talking about, you know, um, constant pleasure 24 hours a day, but being on passion, purpose, and point. Because when you have a blueprint, you know what step to do next. When you don't, you're kind of like a leaf in the wind. And that makes us feel insecure. We don't feel solid. We wander around. We do aimless stuff. So come check us out. That's Travis Fox 360 on social media, or just go directly to the website, pop right in, architecting360.com. Check it out. See the Academy. Excellent. Thanks very much, Travis. Cheers.